Hey everyone, this is episode 4 of the Cult Podcast. My name is Roman and this episode I talk with a photographer based in LA called uh, Elizabeth Weinberg. And uh, before we start, let me get back just a little in time because in uh, 2012, uh, Evelyn and me, we had a, a blog with the same nice sounding name, Cult. And yeah, we took over the branding now for this podcast. But um, yeah, in 2012, this was a photography-based blog. And what we basically did was we featured a bunch of photographers that we liked. And um, one special category of this blog was on struggling, where we basically just uh, handed out a simple question is, how did you start out? What were the struggles you were facing with in the beginning? Um, and yeah, we discovered Elizabeth and she was very willing to answer the questions. And she was back in New York then shortly before moving to LA. And yeah, this is what we're talking about in this episode. Uh, we're talking a lot about growing up business-wise, being a parent and all the stuff that comes with it. So, yeah, before we begin, let me just quickly mention our sponsor, that is PicDrop. PicDrop is an image transfer tool for professionals who are kind enough to sponsor this podcast. And uh, as a special treat for your dear listeners, um, you get the first three months for free if you sign up with the link below. So, I hope you enjoy this episode with Liz. And yeah, it was fun. So, have fun listening to it. So, hey, Liz, where, where do I catch you right now? Uh, I am in Los Angeles. It's, it's uh, 9, 11 in the morning, and um, I kind of just woke up, <laughs> which is, uh, which is it's, it's later than usual, but uh, we just had the time change, and it's getting yeah. chilly getting chilly Ch chilly for chilly for la which is not really chilly what's chilly um, in i don't know what it would be in celsius but it's probably like in the 50s fahrenheit so right. you know like enough for a light jacket maybe a maybe a hat oh, okay don't <laughs> I get me any, i know i know i'm from boston <laughs> so i i understand that you know that uh This is not really cold and I should not complain, but I actually really, I really enjoy wearing layers. So I just jump at every opportunity if it gets, if it gets below like, you know, beach weather. So. <laughs> two t-shirts, two jackets and everything in LA weather. I yeah. like, you know, throw a scarf on there, hat, you know, <laughs> and it, it jumps, it jumps very, very, you know, um, 30 degrees between nighttime and the daytime so it's it's a big yeah, but it's, that's all right come on yeah yeah <laughs> that's all right so what is what is oscar doing oscar he is yeah. in school he's in school so he yeah. didn't wake you up uh i don't we i switched time with him so i don't have him right now um his dad okay. has him right now okay so okay, um so which is yeah which is great on the days that i can sleep in a little bit so it's a nice little Oh, wow, that's perfect. How yeah. old is he now? He just turned five on sat last Saturday. Oh wow! Did did you realize that we that I sent you the interview that we did for the blog that I sent it six years ago? <laughs> oh, that's so crazy! That was six that's so years crazy. ago. Yeah, I remember. I remember because I had just moved to LA. Yeah, 
I moved to exactly. LA November of twenty November of twenty twelve. Mm, yeah, 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 that was around that time. That's crazy. Um, did did everything change in the meantime? I think that um, it was. It's funny that I did that interview, or you know that that this piece that, piece, yeah. that yeah, I. I, I when I was moving to LA because I was in kind of a weird transitional place because I was yeah. switching sides of the country is a big move and it's culturally different and um, professionally different and, and everything like that. Um, but I can say now in hindsight uh, it was like the best thing I could have done. It changed mm -hmm. my work in ways that I had never expected ever. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And since then, it's been, and especially with having had a, a baby in between, and not now he's a child. <laughs> but it's really, it's really, uh, it's good. I'm, I mean, it's, it's not like everything's is. I've, you know, 100 made it. I'm totally like this is completely irrelevant. Like there's still, you know, ups and downs. But um, it's, it's. There's always progress that has been yeah. made, which is really cool to. to to look back on. I'm going to confront you with your with your own quote soon, but um uh -oh. Let, let, and so so let me let me get to the topic because I think I mean for me it's interesting because uh like me and my now fiance. <laughs> oh congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Um yeah, I mean we've been talking about this a lot, you know, both freelancers, both photographers and um yeah. you know all this topic of having having a baby and uh, maybe you can maybe you can share a little bit of your experiences about you know like having having a child and and still working about something like that yeah okay well i have plenty to say about that um, <laughs> that's great i i was young ish at at the at the time when i got pregnant i was 30 when i got pregnant which is not really mm. even young in 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 most parts of the world but but in, yeah. in urban areas it, it, it is you know, you're, you're on the young side. So I, I ended up, um, giving birth to my son when I was 31 and now mm -hmm. that I'm 36 and he's five. I feel like it was the best decision I could have made time-wise. It cool. really, I look back and I think, wow, cause I'm only planning on having one. I look back and I'm like, well, I, I went through some some tough times with work, just trying to, to kind of come back from it because when you're freelance, You don't have mm. maternity leave. And I know that in, yeah, in other yeah, parts exactly. of the country, I mean, I don't know what it, I know that there, it's much better for people outside of the US. There's, you know, subsidized childcare and there's healthcare and sort, of, that sort, of, thing. sort of, sort of, yeah. But it's, I mean, in the US, it is, it is hard because you don't have a given time off. It's kind of willy nilly. You're kind of just decide. Mm. And what I didn't realize at the time was that you know, word would get through the grapevine with clients that I was pregnant or mm. which, and it's completely illegal to, to, um, discriminate against someone for being pregnant. But at the same time, photography is a physical, you know, especially the kind of lifestyle stuff I do, it's physical job and clients were just kind of like, Oh, you know, I heard through the grapevine that some jobs were being kind of, I was being passed over for work because I was pregnant, which, uh, obviously infuriated me. Um, but, But at the same time, I did some of the biggest jobs I had ever done uh, at 32 and 36 weeks pregnant. Um, and I worked up until I was 
Yeah, like huge ad jobs. The two biggest jobs I think I'd done in, up to that point. I did uh, Google Glass when, back when it mm. was coming out. Um, we did, we did, and we were on the beach and we were at, um, at beaches, at El Matador in, in uh, Malibu where you have to, you know, walk down like 20 flights of stairs to get down to the beach and, and physical jobs. And, and um, I just kind of added uh, into the gear list. I added like a step stool so I could sit on. <laughs> but, but I mean, but other than that, it was, it was fine. And, and um, not everyone has an easy pregnancy, obviously, and it's case mm. by case, but I worked up until 37 weeks and then I kind of stopped. Mm-hmm. I was actually quite bored for the last three. I was just sitting there like, oh, what am I turning down jobs for? But, but, Watch a but lot then, of movies, um, maybe, yeah. Yeah, well, I was watching the World Series. I watched the Red Sox win the World Series, as oh, they did okay, this so year, that. which was great. Yay! I'm from Boston, Yay. so, you know. Um, uh, I, don't, so, I don't know anything about that. I'm German. Yeah, so well, so, like, some people, I'm sure some people <laughs> would, would, would be... Yeah. Uh, the the uh, American American audience that I didn't know. Yeah, the American audience would, would understand, and, and many people are dislike the Red Sox, so it may not be a popular yeah. opinion. Anyway, um... Yeah. I ha- so anyway, long story short, I had him, and then, um, it was, it was, it was difficult because I, I kind of got back to feeling semi-normal and like myself around the two-month mark after I had him, which was January of 2014. Yeah. And I was kind of like, all right, I'm back, like I'm back. But no one, no, no clients knew that. No one knew that, and it was, it was tricky because I had to kind of re. Uh, re climb back up this ladder of, of people being aware of who I was. And uh, how I did you manage? How how did you manage that? Sorry, sorry for interrupting. Well, but. so oh no, it's fine. Um, I would se- I sent out some promos. I sent a big mm-hmm. email blast in March, so it was mm-hmm. about five months after I had uh five yeah five ish months after I had him, and I was like, hey, I just had a baby, but I'm I'm back, and thankfully the the Google work I had just done when I was super duper pregnant with him mm, um, mm. came out at that time. So it was something to show and it's sl- everything's kind of started slowly trickling back. Uh, it took about a year to come back. Uh, yeah. Not, not come back fully, but it was um, work started picking up again slowly. And at the same time, at the same time, I, I was conscious of feeling grateful that I did did have the opportunity to to be with him in his early infancy because a lot of people have to go back to work after six weeks or, or three months and right. it's it's very that's very early in a baby's life to have to be away from them. So there was a balance of like enjoying it and also really wanting to get work back on track. Um but what but but going back to my original point of how I'm I'm happy I did it, now work is 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 great and um I'm busy a lot and it's awesome. And my son is in Perfect. kindergarten and, and, and <laughs> I, which is crazy, but, uh, I had him and young, young enough where now I still have the whole rest of my career ahead of me. And, and I, and I feel like the, the career is something that you, you don't have to, it's like, it'll all, it'll kind of, it doesn't feel like it, but it will kind of always be there. But, having a baby is something that you're kind of biologically like stuck in a certain amount of years that you have. So I always tell people and people get, people balk, balk they're, they're like, I don't know about this, but, and I say, do it as soon as you can, because there will always be the work, but you don't want to be in your forties dealing with a crazy two-year-old who keeps you up all night. 
That's that's actually very good advice. That's really and you don't want to be deep into your career. This so deep into your career that to to halt it mm. or to to mm-hmm. put it on pause would be so much more detrimental. I mean, I, I was I was doing fine when I had him, but it was I was still kind of at a transition point and really yeah. kind of making a name for myself. Where whereas I think had I been had I done it now, I think it would have been a lot more difficult to to manage just time-wise and physically and all sorts of things so that's kind of where that's my opinion and many yeah, people but- will probably disagree with me because <laughs> i have many i mean i have many friends who are in their mid-30s and and in the, getting into late 30s and they're they're hemming and hawing about it and i just say just do it you're never and that's the one thing you will never feel like you're ready ever and you just you just have to you just do it and it's completely individual. I think nobody, nobody's situation is the same. And nobody's career exactly. is the same. And exactly. um, there's there's one uh, there's two follow up questions. First is how to tackle sure. this, you know, this um, discrimination during pregnancy. I mean, you know, how to tackle this? Would you? Would, what would you say? How to approach it? It's hard because I think in hindsight, I wouldn't have posted anything on social media about my being pregnant at all and I actually kind of I kind of hid it from clients and I didn't really look super pregnant until I was about seven months um Mm -hmm. because when I when a client client did find out they they were completely um they were like oh we shouldn't have had you doing this that like running around and I was like no like this it's fine like this is why I didn't say anything because it's totally fine and I wouldn't be doing this if it, it wasn't fine um yeah of course but so I don't know because I don't want to like tell people to to like pretend that they're, you know, not pregnant, but at the mm. same time there's there's this kind of there's this almost prejudice about it. So it's tricky. Um that's mm. mm. a line to walk. I don't I don't know. It's 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 hard because you if it's your livelihood and um you're you know, you're you're having a baby, do you yeah, is it yeah. worth kind of kind of saying well you know it shouldn't matter that i'm pregnant but also in the taking a stand in that way but also then if you don't get hired you you know you you don't have money so exactly exactly it's it's it's, it's hard and and i do find that it's the men who have babies and their you know their their wives or partners have the the babies bounce back you know instantaneously because they don't have that they don't have that expectation of you know being out of out of commission for a certain amount yeah, right. of time or, right. or, right. and there, and there's even a stigma or, you know, say I, I go on a two week travel job. People will say, like, what about your, your, your son? But no one says that to the, you know, to the father of the son. It, um, Miranda July had a really great quote about this. I'm actually going to try to find it. Um, oh, great. That's good. Um, I'll find it in a second. Um, yeah, no worries. Yeah. But, um, I guess that's. Did you wait? Do you had you had a different question as well? Uh, no, no. I have I had a second follow up question, but it was oh, more sure. global. It was uh, it was uh, more about your work. I mean, 
um uh, what i what i found is like that your work has a certain style had it it has your style you know but it's it's quite you know you can tackle many different topics so it's not not narrowed down to one one specific thing so it's basically lifestyle stuff it's portrait and it all has your your your, your unique voice do you think that it's uh, maybe that's one of the reasons why you why you're finding such a broad range of clients and getting back into work after After pregnancy as well is that supporting you as well do you think that that's a great question i think um i think that it's i do have a consistency i mean obviously mm -hmm. the um things will change slightly as you mature as an artist and all that sort of thing mm. but i think that as you as i've gotten older i've kind of really honed in on like a very specific aesthetic which it's it's the, some of the greatest compliments I can get or when someone set, sees a photo of mine and you know the, the yeah. New York Times or something and they say oh I knew you shot that like that's 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 amazing to me that's um, exactly what Kate said actually <laughs> <laughs> it's actually really? that's really funny yeah 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 exactly <laughs> like word for word <laughs> that's really nice. funny yeah. Um, yeah, but that's that's good of course that's really good if you if yeah. you have that yeah yeah um and so um I think I don't think it really has much to do with, with having coming back from having had a child so much as just kind of always, always doing new, like new projects, the personal projects. And I recently had an interview uh, with boom when I did the AMA for them. I just, I said the same thing and it was, it ended up being a poll quote. It was like the personal work you do is what's going to get you mm. hired. Like every client brief that I get that, that, um, that has my work as, as examples uses work that, That is all personal. It's all fun projects I did. So the, yeah. So the personal work you're doing is pretty much a part of what's coming out of your uh, your imagination, I would say. And uh, part of it is um, to attract clients well, that you want th to there's, work for. So there's, two, there's like a, I guess, two ways of thinking about it. And I mm -hmm. how, how I do my personal projects, and I don't know if I, everyone else does, I do it with, in the back of my mind, I know that, that, that the clients are going to want to see it. So what I've done before, and I have a few of them still on my site as like separate projects where I'll just yeah. do a whole shoot, an entire shoot that becomes like a story and I'll do maybe like a little motion aspect to it. Right. Um, and then right. almost package that as, as just an editorial story and then, um, lay it out in a little book and mail it to people. So yeah, yeah. I think. I think people can look at it that way, um, but I, I don't know too much about, like, I'm not so not in the fashion world that, like, it doesn't mm. even, it's so hard for me to even comment it, on it, because I'm, like, I'm like, it's, I don't it's, know. <laughs> supposedly, it's so hard to make it in fashion. It's like, it's so hard, and it's so dependent on the style, and people get hyped, you know, and then they drop down after after one year, and uh, it's, it seems to be really tough, actually. As yeah, far as I, I mean, heard. I, I just can't. Yeah, it just doesn't. It just seems like so much stress and an ego, and I can't yeah. stand. I can't stand ego in terms of working environments at all. Like it just drives me insane. Um, mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's not all like that. But I just it's it, in my 
in my head, it, it doesn't seem like a, a fun, <laughs> a good idea. A fun, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I'm not going to, you know, bash people who love, you know, no, bash of course photography, not, of course but, uh, yeah. it's, it's just not, it's not really my, my jam. Mm. Um, obviously but, I do end up, it's funny because there are parallels. Like I do apparel shoots. I shoot for, for clothing companies and, but it's all kind of lifestyle. It's very, there's like a freeness yeah. to it. There's like a, there's almost a sense of more of like movement and, and less about, and how the clothes interact with the human who's wearing them mm, right. more so than, than, um, to see, then like, a, there's like a stiffness, I feel like with fashion mm. that, I, that I, it doesn't resonate with me. Yeah, all these all these uh, human sculptures, you know, like yeah, <laughs> I don't, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't really get it. But it's just like it's just a matter of taste. So anyway, so what brought you to to your lifestyle approach? What how, how did it start? Well, it's really funny. I remember the first job I ever kind of like it clicked in my head that this is what I really like to do was. Um, There's this clothing brand. I don't even know if they still exist. I'm actually going to look oh, that up wow. right okay. now. Um, but yeah. anyway, I did I did this. Um, oh, they still do exist. Wow. They're a streetwear brand uh, in based mm -hmm. in New York. Um, and they I had I had photographed, which I which is how I started. I had photographed, um, I think, the, the girlfriend of one of the guys who who was in charge of it. Um, I photographed okay. her because she was a musician. So I was shooting portraits of her and then she re she recommended me to. To him, it, that's kind of how all of these things happen. It's just like word yeah. of mouth. Anyway, he 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 kind of hit me up to do their lookbook, um, mm -hmm. and we went out to Coney Island and had a bunch of models and just they were all running around the beach. And I thought this is so fun. Like what I I had never really done a lookbook before, um, and it was so so low budget. Like we were just kind of swapping clothes out on the beach and it was just, right. you know, very, I didn't even have an assistant. It was just very, very free and fun. And, um, honestly, some of the work that was eight years ago, that was early 2010. And so, um, that was kind of what made me realize I really liked doing that because it was almost just like what I, how I would shoot with my friends, but is it, with, is it with, still on your website? Um, There, I think there might be a couple of lifestyle images that are have made it through, but I've kind of kept it fresh. Um, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, uh, so yeah, <laughs> this, this, that's it. How you started? I mean, yeah. So I mean, it's all about this, this freedom of movement and all this, this yeah. light light-hearted light-hearted stuff that i that i enjoy as well you know i really like when people are actually laughing on the pictures yeah it's yeah. not like and i mean and and it's funny because oh it's funny because there is a fine line and i think that lifestyle photography can be really cheesy and um and um too happy so i i think that there i i try to catch like a subtle not not darkness but but there's this could there could be a quietness or a seriousness mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i guess quietness would be would be the word even if someone is you know running or 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 you know the sun is shining and, and they're happy there can still be a sense of of it doesn't have to be loud it can be 
you know. What I always thinking about bad lifestyle photography is like that you see that it's staged, you know, that people are actually yeah. not having fun, you know, they don't yeah. have fun and you see that they're just pushed in that situation. And uh, I think actually, would you, would you say it the same? So you have to um, take more of a director's role and direct oh, absolutely. scenes Absolutely. Somehow? Absolutely. And I actually specify this in my treatments um, mm -hmm. when we're doing casting. I want people who have acting experience there. I don't want mo right. like models because mm. with, with what I do, people have to know their angles. They have to know how to move in front of the camera because yeah. Yeah. it really is, um, you know, a split second of, of movement. And so it really, you do take on a director's role. Um, and that's yeah. why I think a lot of my work lends itself to motion because it's, it, it really is motion just kind of, you know, stopped in time. Yeah, exactly. Are you doing a lot of motion lately? Um, I'm doing. I've been doing more than I than I ever really had, which was not yeah. not at all. <laughs> so I'm I'm doing some. <laughs> I've directed a couple of music videos, which is so fun to me because it's. Um, I originally started out, you know, as, as just photographing musicians, and so taking songs and bringing them to life is is so fun. Um, and then I've done some, yeah, and I've done and I've done some. Um, some more kind of little short motion pieces like little short mm -hmm. film type things um which is it's just it's just so fun to me um i is do it for the pure clients, joy of it. Are clients yeah are clients requesting it a lot lately they request a lot of things that clients are requesting are the little video snippets mm. the big thing that has been what i've been seeing are clients requesting for instagram stories yeah yeah right so vertical yeah. video is a big thing now that they're asking oh, for. Um, I hate it so it, much. <laughs> it's, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, I, under, I get it though, because it's like the, yeah. your eyes are on your phone and your phone is vertical. And so it really does, it makes sense for yeah, of course, of course. that to fall into, you know, a category. But yeah, I, I've been, do, I've been doing, and then like kind of little 30 second Instagram uh, or one minute Instagram videos, mm. uh, cinemagraphs are another thing that they're requesting. Um, so it's it's funny because it's become like bite size uh motion for for people who had you know because the attention span is not is not there and it's also for facebook and and that sort of thing um but that's what people that's what people say about you but they able they're actually able to listen to a podcast for all of an hour so i, yeah. I just want to throw that in you know maybe that's different maybe that's <laughs> but different I think but podcasts it's always... are different because they can they can do that while they're doing something else like yeah that's what i always or, say yeah exactly or doing the laundry you know that's how that's when I listen to podcasts is when I'm folding laundry and I'm extremely not wanting to do it. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. That was that was a quite a nice quote, by the way, that uh, podcasts are the uh, podcasts are the new blogs, which I really liked and it made me think, you know, I think it's just like that. It's just more personal. It's just more nice, maybe. Yeah, it's funny. It's because um I had just brought this up recently. Um you you remember too much chocolate, Jake. Jake Stengel's old um yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so, I so there, yeah. it's being resurrected as an archive and I it's funny because it'll be 10 years in January which is insane to me um oh wow but wow. yeah and I read my I read my um interview piece and I was like oh well I still resonate with a lot of this stuff but um <laughs> that that was how photographers communicated but like we we had we it was before Instagram, which is crazy. Instagram was 2010, mm. I think. 
-hmm. we, it was the only way to really get information and, and, Mm. and to think Mm. it's that, that so quickly, there was such a flash in the pan. It was, it was blogs, like long form blogs. And then it was Tumblr. And to be honest, I haven't looked at my Tumblr in like eight months. It's just like, (laughs) it's, it's it's hard. (laughs) I know it's, I haven't updated it in quite a while. Um, Uh, Yeah, no but because because honestly it's that it's instagram is the is mm-hmm. the way that people have are quote unquote blogging and yeah. it's in its podcast which is it's so interesting to me there's no it's no really reading it's lis- it's listening and 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 looking at quick pictures would you love phone. to see more would you love to see more photography related i mean good photography related content on youtube I always That's think that would question. be nice. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I just don't. I wouldn't sit down and watch like a like a a a show on YouTube just because I think like maybe if it was it was more of like a Netflixy streaming thing where I'm I'm sitting down and I'm having like this is my time where I'm watching something. But YouTube, I feel like I just don't. I just get so distracted. I have you know twenty tabs open. I'm like working on nine projects at once. Um, I feel like I don't have the attention span, which is sad because that's actually, like that's the problem. <laughs> I'm part of the problem. Um, let's let's put it like that. Um, I I somehow after after doing the blog and after all this Tumblr thing, which was quite a great community. I don't get the same sense of community in, on Instagram lately. That's um, yeah yeah. I you don't know, know. Like, it's like, hard. Uh, I mean, speaking about somebody like Jake, for example, who was so willing to give advice, you know, to build a great network. And I mean, we have the Facebook group and there's lots of good conversations going on, but, but still it's not, it's not communicating with your work somehow. It's like, it's a bit, it feels a bit lonely, at least for me. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm getting older, but Instagram feels a little like this. You know, like you get likes and stuff, but it's so impersonal. Do you, do you have the same feeling? I feel like it's, yeah, it's hard. It's, I think that you can get really caught up and I know, and I, about, um, oh, if I post something and, and it doesn't have a lot of likes, like it fa- it failed. Whereas I feel like when you were, when you, because pe- people just scroll through and then there's the algorithm to think about. But when you had Tumblr, yeah. you kind of throw it out there and, you know, maybe you got likes and reblogs and stuff, but it, you didn't feel like you had to delete it from your feed because it wasn't successful. So the, it's, it's weird. And I feel like people who weren't in that like Tumblr e- little ecosystem that existed yeah. in, in, in like the early two, th- you know, 2010 time, yeah, like, like that. <laughs> whatever, whatever you call it, um, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't, they wouldn't understand what what we're missing now so right, people right. who you know kind of hit, hit are on instagram thing that yeah they're at, i have this community mm, so mm. um and i mean even going back further than that in time previously like Flickr was this amazing resource and i met so many people to this day i share my studio with stephanie gano who i met on oh, literally yeah. from Flickr. We were they hired her. Nice. Yeah, I, that's awesome. So, like, you know, I have this like network of people that I met via that. But, but I do think that the the people who are a little younger and who came up with Instagram, 
do, I think they do feel that. And I think we just maybe think um, that there is no, or, or less of a community because we've experienced different ones in, yeah, in other forms, yeah. you know? Yeah. Maybe I mean um, what I there's there's actually a good time to confront you with your own quote because it's in there. Confront <laughs> um, away. <laughs> yeah, confront away. I'm gonna read it out now. I'm I'm. <clears throat> I hope I can do that. It's very dark in my room right now. It's dark okay. here. You know, it's Germany. It's not LA. That's the problem. Okay, oh, let me yes. let me read that. <laughs> Let me read it. I definitely went through phases of wanting to give up. Work dries up all the time, then it comes back in waves. I used to get incredibly down on myself and spiral into a bad place mentally. I would compare myself to others at my age, look at other people's blogs, agency blogs, see what everyone else was shooting that I wanted to. It's a very toxic behavior, but it's so easy to fall into it. That's actually that's actually the quote I was I was you know, I don't want to go dive too much into social media, but What I feel is like, um, especially regarding the quote, is like this constant showing off of work, you know, what, what everybody has done. And we have following a lot of people on Instagram. And this, I mean, this quote of fear of missing out is so big in our industry. So um, do, you, do you think it got worse or did it get better for yourself now? I like it's constantly I think, looking. So I think that the... The potential to look, especially with Instagram stories where everyone's posting behind the scenes and, and all sorts of mm. things like that, the potential for that spiral to happen is worse now because there, there's just everyone has to, you know, show that they're on a tropical shoot somewhere and mm. it's like amazing yeah. and, you know, whatever. Um, Nobody posts rainy pictures. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, but. Yeah. I think that for me personally, I know like I, how to kind of turn it off and stop and just say, mm. you know, then that's, that's, that's a self-control thing that I've kind of acquired with experience. Yeah. Um, I, I do think it is, you know, um, it is tricky because it, you're just bombarded and everyone, mm. and now, and I feel like it's so much more curated and everyone's showing the best stuff that they that they ever shot and then the, the, their best, you know, their best lives and they're, everyone's so happy and blah, blah, blah. Um, so I think it, it can make people really feel, you know, feel bad if, if they're not working a lot or, or that sort of thing. So, um, it can be a, a pretty toxic thing if you're not, you know, you have to be, You have to know yourself well enough to say, I, I can't look at this anymore. You know, I have to do my own work. It's, maybe that has to be, um, that has to be something with, with growing up, you know, it's like, don't, don't fall into the bus of everything and just have confidence in yourself and in your work and what you do. Um, I mean, you, you said that you're busy uh, pretty much all the time now. Are you still some, sometimes in these down phases in this? You oh, know, yeah. And this... I mean, I don't, I don't mean that I'm like working constantly when I say I'm busy all the time. I mean, like, yeah. no, I mean, you know, yeah, if it doesn't I, mean if that. I, yeah. Yeah. So for me, you know, busyness can be, um, say my son doesn't have school for three weeks and his camp, he doesn't have camp either. And I have a, um, uh, Uh, I, we, we have to, we're, let's go on a trip, you know, like that's me being busy. It, and I've, and I've learned to kind of, that's another thing is, is that it's not 
on or it's not an on or off switch. Like if I'm not busy with, with shooting, it doesn't mean that, mm. that my life is a failure. Now I have this, it's, it's a balance. I'm like learning to yeah. kind of em- embrace the downtime. Um, because then I can hang out with my kid and we can go on a trip or we can go, I can go shoot something for fun. It's not, yeah, yeah. it's not like life or death. It, there's, there's a lot less, like, it's like almost less dramatic for me. Um, uh, yeah. Did it used to be? Oh, totally. I mean, yeah, because yeah, for sure. Because, um, <laughs> again, I was, I would get in these spirals of just like, no one's hiring me. Like what, what am I doing wrong? And then I would, then it would kind of force me to, it would drive me to do these, these shoots, you know, the, mm. um, the personal shoots. So, I mean, you, you were the one, you were the one, like the, the only one I knew up until now that is printing so much stuff. That's so great. Are you still doing that? <laughs> oh, printing. Um, yeah. I mean, making small scenes or stuff like that. Yeah. It's funny. Um, so I, I haven't actually printed a ton of stuff recently just because no time. I know, I know, I know. It, it, it's really funny. I was, I was laying stuff out for a new, a new little thing. Um, and yeah. then work got super busy. So it honestly, it's kind of like, it, it is something I really enjoy doing. And, and, and I think it's super important. It's just a matter of like finding the time to do it. Are people still appreciating it when you send it out to clients? Do you get yes. a lot of feedback? people? People yeah. do. And I, and I think what helps is like, um, uh, the, when PDN will post, um, you know, like promo of the week or something like that. And then, um, there's a photo editor who now he's kind of switched over to Instagram where he, 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 um, Rob Haggard, he posts, um, everyone's uh, kind of a promos. photo editor, right? Yeah. This yeah. A he, photo editor block. Yeah. Yeah. He posts, um, like kind of overhead shots, but what's cool is he posts not mm. only the actual promo, but like the envelope, which I think a lot of, Oh, yeah. I always put put a lot of thought into that, like the whole package, because I think it is significant. And what's cool is he does like he does document what the whole package looks like. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so people yeah. still appreciate that. It's, that's good to hear. I think there's a different culture in in America actually in the coming to promos. It's a bit more important than in Europe, for example. But I think, of course, that's a great idea. I still have your uh, your last little book, by the way, the ritual book. Was it your last one? No. Oh yeah! Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I got it. I still got yeah. it. Yeah. It's on my desk. Yeah. <laughs> and I really um, like that. Yeah, it's funny. That was just kind of like. Um, I had all these images that I was using my phone and um, I was like, I need to just do something with this. So I, so I made a little, I made a little book out of it. Um, let me let me get to the next topic and it's pretty much sure, it's, sure. Uh, it relates somehow to what we talked about before it's about building networks you know especially um, women in photography it's like I, I read that you have this this pretty much this group of women photographers that, that support each other um, can you say some words about that like building networks especially as women photographers or working in the industry um, yeah so we haven't really met up in a while just because mm-hmm. like life happened to a lot of us um people had babies yeah. um you know work and that sort of thing but mm. what i liked about what was cool about the group was we would hold ourselves accountable mm-hmm. um for um 
pro- personal projects. And we would say like, oh, I'm thinking about doing this personal project. And then we meet up the next time and we would be like, you know, show us the work that you've done on, on that. So, and then it would also, um, we would also ask, you know, oh, what would you charge for this sort of project? Ah, nice. You know, kind okay. of price, you know, figuring out that. And then also, oh, hey, I'm really looking to shoot for this one magazine. Do you have the email address of, mm. you know, a photo mm. editor? So it was, it was just like a, a sharing of information mm-hmm. without, and there's just something about having just, just the female energy there was really powerful and, yeah. and nice. And it just felt really almost relaxing mm. in a way. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, you can, yeah. you can feel like on an Island if you, if you just do it for yourself and I'm, I'm really into this networking uh, stuff, you know, like, I really appreciate it when people are sharing what they actually charge, what problems they actually have. So Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's because when you're by yourself and you know, say you don't have an agent or anyone to kind of really like, um, guide you, you you're completely floating by yourself in this ocean of like, you don't, you know, you don't know. Um, Is there less or more real talk in, about photography nowadays? What do you think? Well, now I, I can say personally that mm-hmm. having moved to Los Angeles, I, my peers, the people I hang out with, my friends, mm. most of them are photographers. All and right. so we, we, we bounce ideas off each other all the time. And it's, and we, um, and sometimes, and, and they're like, they're great little, um, meetups that happen just, mm. um, like some, there there are some little collectives like art buyers will have like a drink tonight and we all just kind of schmooze and it's and it's it's good i think there's there's actually a really great community out here and um we do talk and we and we you know there is a sense i really do feel like when i lived in new york i felt super isolated because most of my friends who yeah. lived in new york didn't ha- weren't freelance they just had you know they had real jobs they went to to the office every day um, Aside from your network, where do you find inspiration? Is there somebody or? <sighs> um, oh, honestly, difficult. I mean, I. <laughs> yeah, this is it's hard. I mean, the the person I spend the most time with is my son, and yeah. so I kind of get to see life like through a, a kid's eyes again, That's and great. it's. And and then I end up going to you know I go to Disneyland. I end up going to um to <laughs> see weird cartoon movies, and it's like it's also like that kind of inspires me almost like against work in a way. It kind of reminds me that there is a life outside of like shooting advertising Mm. photography, you know, (laughs) it's, um, it's almost like an inspiration of like remembering that there's more to life than, um, just this one career path that I've chosen, which I love obviously, but yeah, it's kind of made me more well-rounded in a way. Mm. Um, so it's not really an inspiration for in a work sense, it's almost an inspiration for in like an unworking. Yeah, that's <laughs> that good because sense. I mean, Jake is going cycling, you know, Kate is doing sports yeah. and you're, you're hanging out with your yeah. kid. I mean, at some point people, yeah. people need to have something besides uh, photography. Are you, are you shooting a lot of, uh, are you shooting more advertising lately or what's, what's your, uh... yes. Yeah. So I, um, I, I mean, I, I kind of go in cycles. Like sometimes it'll be like mo- a couple months of like a lot of, uh, a lot of editorial work. Mm-hmm. And then, um, it'll be a month of, of advertising and then it'll be kind of a lull. Uh, mm-hmm. but in the past couple months, it's been, 
I really like to pepper in editorial shoots just because they're so fun. They're quick. They're yeah, creative. Yeah. I, I get a lot of freedom. Um, but it's been toward the, the last the last sort of quarter of this year has been a lot of advertising, which is great. Mm, um, mm. I mean, obviously it pays more, um, but I'm working with really great clients I've never worked with before, which is fun and really awesome creative. Cool. Um, so, yeah. So looking back at your work, uh, when you started out for, uh, let's say as a tip for starting out photographers, how important is consistency in work? Um, what's your personal opinion about that? Yeah. I mean, that's looking back. It's funny. I'm looking back on like my early, 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 um, editorial portraits. Like mm. I consider them like so far removed from where I am now. And that's just a matter of kind of experimenting and figuring out, like I was looking at a lot of Chris Buck mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. um, and, and I was like, Oh, maybe this is like where I want to go. I really like his work. And then I was thinking, all right, would it be conceptual? That sort of thing. And then I realized that, no, that's not what I wanted to do. Mm. And so, but it, it takes the experimentation to really figure out what, works for you what yeah. doesn't even the, some of the portraits i've done only in the last couple of years i'm like uh, i don't know what i was thinking i, sh I shouldn't have done that <laughs> um so so it, it does take um it does take like just shooting mm. and and figuring out what works for you and what doesn't and then you slowly kind of amass this body of work that starts looking like you yeah i mean um, that's that's really interesting i wonder like starting out now as a photographer without without uh, um having all this experience in the back end i wonder how it feels because you can you i mean you see this route to take you see this photographer that takes this route you know and you're bombarded with all of these different uh ways to go and i wonder for myself how to I mean, as starting out now, I wonder how to stick to some, uh, to find really the passion to stick to something. You know, I think the, the, the thing, I think one thing is like, if you, if you're not, if you don't have the passion for it, it's okay to like pause and yeah. just like find something else that if you're not, you know, take a, take a breather, take a sabbatical, go do something else. Because I think it really it's it's like do you want to make money doing this or do you mm. want to feel creatively fulfilled can mm. you do all of it um you have to figure out what's the most important to you um really because you can be you know a fine art photographer and then you know still have to you know do have a different job yeah which is right. fine but right. is that worth is is that something you want to do so it really does depend on like your priorities i guess and yeah, yeah, yeah. if you lose the passion for it um you know, take a step back. It's not like, a. I think people just start feeling like failures if they, again, it kind of go, comes down to that spiral of like, mm, mm. is it, you know, am I, am I failing miserably? And then you lose the passion and then it becomes like a, you know, vicious cycle. So yeah, right. Right. Um, I, I think it's like being, we should all be a little less hard on ourselves. Mm. I mean, especially working in advertising, it's like, I mean, it's your creative vision, hopefully, but it's still um, pretty much work to get there. I mean, sending out promos and having all these contacts. Uh, um, I, I think that sometimes maybe that's discouraging in some way. If, you, if you're starting out now, should you take it lightly? You know, is it like, should you just go for it? It's yeah, I think that you do need to have this sort of there in order to, to really make it, you do need to have this kind of tenacity and it's, and it's not easy and you need to really, really, really love it. Not just want it, but love it because it's not 
doesn't happen overnight. I mean, it happens over the course of many years yeah, for, yeah. for a lot of people. Some people, you know, blow up and, but that's, you know, it's not common. Blow um, up and burn out. With Instagram. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, um, especially with Instagram, like so many people have just started. I think that it's the easiest time to, it's, it's funny. I think it's the easiest and also hardest time to, to kind of start. I would never in a million years have wanted to begin my career now because you have Instagram. Instagram has, has made it so that, you know, if someone who, who got, got on the, one of the suggested user lists or something, mm, mm-hmm. um, be, becomes, becomes this overnight sensation and they work constantly because they have a ton of followers on Instagram and advertisers then call them an influencer and then they get hired to shoot all sorts of things. Um, so it's easy in that it's easier, I think, for some people if they happen to like win the lottery and be an Instagram success. But then on the flip side, it's it's much harder because you have everyone, you know, they they the the quote is like everyone's a photographer now. <laughs> it's true. The, it's the, true. The, the the barrier to entry is much lower. You don't need to know how to like shoot film. You don't need to know how to print color in the darkroom. You don't need to know really some there's so many technical things that that the, the camera just kind of does for you now. And so um, you need to be really good at social media and, and, and kind of make a name for yourself that way. It's not just sending promos anymore. It's having a, a presence, like a, like a whole brand. You basically have to be a brand now. There, there are certain codes in Instagram uh, that make the most successful image. Is the democratization of the medium, does it affect our industry in a certain way? Uh, the democratization of Instagram, I think that um, it really isn't democratized because of the algorithm and because mm. of the advertising aspect of it. Like, mm-hmm. you can't just join Instagram and be the best photographer in the world. Here's an example. Um, so this is this will only really appeal to um, Amer- probably American listeners, but there is this cartoon uh this is this is just something that i i noticed and i'm like shocked by this is a cartoon in Ka- uh, called kathy which was extremely extremely popular um in the 80s she had she was just completely the like one of the biggest car- comic cartoonists and mm-hmm. and and um there were um there was merchandise and and everything and books and and all sorts of things she just joined instagram mm-hmm And has been posting new original work, which I think is amazing. And and she just she has like like no like no followers. I've been trying to um like show everyone. I'm like, oh my god, Kathy's on Instagram, you guys. Like this is crazy. Um, you know, follower, follower, and and she's got 1,910 followers. Oh no, 1,925. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's she's uh, what's it called? Uh, like verified or whatever. She's posting new work. Mm, She's mm -hmm. so incredibly famous, but Mm -hmm. nobody cares. That for me, like, I mean, I think people would care if they knew about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's, but 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 it's one of those things where like it's democratized. Like she can post whatever, but it's not. There's no numbers to show for it, and that. And it's sad that numbers do matter, but it, I was just so amazed and shocked that like I'm like, you guys, this is amazing. We're getting new copies for free on Instagram. This is like, this is the biggest. And I'm wondering, is it because everyone who was a Kathy fan is old and and not not oh, with uh, it like me I don't now? Know. Or yeah, like, no. <laughs> but but it, but but I feel like, and I mean, there are even you know older photographers who've recently joined Instagram. Um, yeah, I mean, I know like. 
I know Stephen Shore is on Instagram and he's got a ton of followers and, and, mm -hmm. and that's, you know, to be expected and, and, and as he should, but I don't know if in the, the, in the measuring, I guess my point is like, I don't think it is an even playing field if you right. just, you know, have a, um, an, an online presence. I think it's, I think, I think there's a lot of factors that go into it. Yeah. Would you say that for your clients in advertising that your follower count actually counts? <laughs> you know what I say? Oh, God. Are you looking at the numbers? Well, I think it, I think people judge it. Yeah. They, they look at someone's Instagram and they're like, oh, they only got like, you know, 700 followers. Like they must be, no one must care about their work, which is sad. But, but this a, is my point. Funny. This is my point. Well, you do know? you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you, you know, I don't know if you noticed this with, you know, with European castings and stuff, but when I, when I'm casting for stuff and I, and I go on the, the, the model agency's websites now, the, the model cards, they have the follower count, the Instagram follower count, which is so like, have you seen the black mirror episode yeah, where, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. where they have the like number of stars that like yeah. basically judges who you are as a person? I feel like that's where we're headed. It's like you, you're walking around with this like number over your head of like, oh, you know, 16K. And it's like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. But is it 900K? No. <laughs> don't hire that person <laughs> it's exactly like in that black mirror episode because it's actually i mean in this episode she always has to smile you know and she has always yes. has to be friendly yeah. Yeah. and it's the same on instagram yeah. so everybody's i mean there's no negativity i, I say it say it in almost every episode when we're talking about social media i mean there is no politics you know there is no uh, yeah. pollution. I will say, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna shout out to Ryan Fluger though, because he always keeps it real. Yeah, and, no, like, right, right. He, and he doesn't care, and I think yeah. that's like the best. And um, it's so it's, encouraging. And he doesn't, you know, at the at the he does it at the expense, and he even posts like he'll post the um like people commenting like, oh, you're so like, why you gotta be so negative, blah blah. blah. Like, but mm. he then he 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 knows that those responses are gonna come, and he'll mm. and he just calls them out. Yeah, which yeah, is, yeah, which is kind of like all you can do. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think people do. I think people are making an are making an effort to kind of realize that it is all just a facade, you know. Um, but it's it's hard because you're doing it at the expense of like you know, say someone gets offended and then because um, you need because you want to be well liked and, and to be hired for stuff. So it's like exactly. I don't exactly. know. It's a it's a balance. It's a balance. It's, I mean, uh, but it's so nice to read, you know, like this little openness. I mean, even for this podcast, it's not like it's not like so many clients are listening to this podcast. So it's a bit of a right, safe space, right. you know, um, but I, I guess we need Although that. you never know because everything is everything out know, there, right. you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You never know. That's right. I, I mean, Jake was Jake was so open at this podcast and he was he was even like we were talking about negative as well as positive stuff, you know, and um, I really appreciate that as um, you know like especially because people are actually growing like listening to it reading about it and it's not uh, even yeah. yourself uh, it, yeah i guess that's that's a good that's a good end point actually <laughs> for the for the hey we're 66 minutes in man that's the oh wow uh, the, and i still the... couldn't find that quote that <laughs> that's the uh, longest um, we ever did <laughs> oh really oh well i mean i could talk all day so that doesn't yeah surprise me and i can talk to you all day that's actually that's actually really nice. hey, it's, it's the first time it's the first time we spoke right
I mean, we wrote each other, but it's the first time. Yeah, we- yeah, yeah. It's 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 funny to to go so many years without hearing someone's voice. So many years, <laughs> so the, many. The, That's it's the times we live in. It's crazy. So, um, thanks for that, and um, thanks for talking. Oh yeah, anytime.